0: It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Michelle and I'm back for another episode. I'm so excited you're here. And today we have a lovely guest. One of um, our Instagram followers is asking a question, and hopefully, I'm going to be able to answer the question and give her some tools. So, welcome to the show, Michaela. How are you? I'm good. Excited to be here. Good. So, tell us how many kids you have, and then tell us kind of what your question is, and let's get into it. Okay. Well, I have two kids.
1: Um, I have a three and a half year old daughter, and my son is gonna be one next week. And um, my three and a half year old loves playing with the younger one, um, but sometimes it can get rough, and I'm just having a hard time navigating the situation.
0: Okay, good. Do you want to give us the specifics around a certain situation?
1: Yeah, definitely. So here's a classic example. You know my daughter, plays this game where she pretends the couch or the trampoline or whatever is a boat and the area around it is fish water as she calls it and um, my son who's turning one next week again you know he wants to move around and leave the boat and she grabs him and holds him tight and says no that's the fish water the fish are gonna eat you and of course he just wants to move around he doesn't fully understand the game. So he starts grunting and crying. It doesn't want to be held down by his sister. So I'm watching this and I'm caught between letting them play it out to stepping in and, you know, showing the little guy that I'm there to protect him and also making it clear to my three and a half year old that she needs to read the room. You know, if she's playing with someone in a way that they don't like, she needs to back off. And at the end of the day, that's really important. For me, for her to understand. So, if I try to de-escalate the situation by, you know, picking the little guy up, then that really riles her up. Understandably, um, so I'm just having a hard time, and I'm feeling like I'm constantly on edge, watching her get too rough, him get upset, and then not knowing how to de-escalate while keeping everybody happy and really, you know, putting connection
0: first. Great, great question. A couple of questions I have. Besides just pulling him out of the situation, what other things have you tried to remedy?
1: So I'll often kind of like narrate it a little bit and say something like, oh, it seems like he doesn't like that. You know, let's play with him a different way. Or sometimes I'll give the three and a half year old a suggestion for a different way to play with him. But honestly, she gets so focused and determined that Feels like it doesn't really break through, and so that, yeah, has varying levels of success.
0: Yeah. Okay. And you said before she's strong-willed. Yes. And do you believe she also could be highly sensitive?
1: Oh yes, very highly sensitive.
0: Yeah. Okay. These are all. This is all good information. And then, what kind of um, are you using? Any sort of, I have to ask consequences, timeouts, reprimands, punishments, any of that stuff going on at home at all?
1: No, because I've been listening to your podcast yeah, 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 for a yeah, long yeah. time. <laughs> and, okay, good. And, so no, I really try to, you know, approach things with connection first.
0: Okay, great. We are already halfway there then. Are you doing daily special time?
1: Yes and no. I mean, yeah, like, yes, but I do think we we probably don't do it in a way that's that's like, as structured as we could.
0: Yeah. You know, I I, I hear that a lot. I think for me, I was a stay-at-home mom for many, many years. And I thought, what do I need to do special time for? I'm here with my kids all day, every day, connecting. That's all I do is I'm in their face, you know, but special time is different and it is special. And I think particularly in this case, it would be well suited for you guys because she's trying to control her brother. She really is trying to control him. You know, she wants to be in charge. She wants to say where he can and can't go. She wants to be in charge of his body. She's craving control. So special time gives a kid some organic control because you, when you announce... So many good things about special time. So when you announce it, when you say, hey, we are going to do special time tonight, start thinking about what you want to do. You're giving them a gift of your undivided attention. Which for her, since she only had a sibling a year ago, she needs that undivided attention, and it needs to be announced because then she recognizes it. It's hard to recognize connection when it's just like, "Oh, I we walked, we went to the park, but your brother was there," you know, or we went on a play date, but there were other kids there. It it is special when we really take time and make it, you know, poignant. And so, if you can announce it then she, her whole body is going to gear up for it. Her whole body is going to kind of recognize, oh, mom's giving me special time. It's all mine. It's special. She's putting her phone away. She's putting brother away. She's not talking to other adults. I get her undivided attention. So that's one piece that's really good about special time. The other piece is, is that it is for them to be in control of you. They get to pick the activity and they get to say, no, do this, mom. No, jump over here. The things that she'd like to do with her brother. Now she gets to do them with you. Like, no, you can't go in the fish water, you know, and maybe she'll want to play this game with you, which would be ideal because then she can play out this control that she needs, but with you instead of with baby brother. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I would suggest doing that every single day. And if there's a partner in the house, then having them do it with her every single day too, because that will just fill her connection bucket up. It will make her feel special, especially since she has a new brother. She needs that really concentrated one on one time daily for her. Another thing that I might suggest is to play. Does she call this game something? Um, I mean, fish water, but. Fish water. So cute. (laughs) You might say, hey, I want to play fish water. Like just one afternoon, one day, like, can I please play fish water? Let me play fish water. And then when you, then you try to get off the trampoline or off the couch, or whatever it is, and have her be able to, no, mommy, you have to stay on here. And you're like, okay, yes, I'm gonna stay on here. And just have her play out that whole scenario with you as the as the person she needs to control. Those two things will, I think, helps alleviate her her need to try to, you know, boss her little brother around. Mm -hmm. And I know we're not talking about stuff that we're going to do in the moment. I'll get to that. But I think the idea of connection, and if you've been following along long enough, you, you know that like, the connection pieces have to happen outside of this particular moment. And when they do happen often, and they are prescribed enough, they will help that moment. But It might take a minute, right? You might have to do, you know, two weeks of this play and also special time to kind of get a little bit of movement from her. But what we really are doing in all of this is we're building the relationship with her. Like both of those two pieces I just gave you are relationship builders. Not that your relationship's bad, it's just that she's getting disconnected. So her prefrontal cortex is going offline and she's kind of wonky and she's not able to think well. So she's like, trying to control her brother. But the more connected pieces we put into our parenting, the more she'll stay online. It isn't that, and I a lot of people will say, well, you're telling me that my relationship is bad. No, I'm not telling you your relationship's bad. I'm saying that if you build the relationship, that your kid can actually think better. And that sometimes in these moments, she's not thinking well. Right. Does she have other issues with her brother beyond this fishy water game?
1: I mean, that's one example, but I feel like this dynamic plays out in so many different ways. A lot of their play gets rough quickly. Just this morning, you know, he was playing with a toy that she like hardly cares about. And, you know, of course, she she kind of gets in teacher mode and she'll take the toy from him. And she's like, we're not playing with that right now. And so, yeah, similar themes. And it it shows up in a lot of different ways.
0: Yeah. I mean, she has a new brother. A year is not, you know, still pretty new. And I'm sure she's getting used to him and that he's now, of course, he's becoming mobile and he's able to touch things and move things and be like a real force to be reckoned with. So I'm sure that this will just increase. Uh My one-on-one parenting sessions are designed for us to dive deeply into your own personal parenting struggles I wasn't being who I wanted to be as a parent, and I was often just really at a loss for what to do in situations that felt
1: really hard. That's where we were when we started.
0: We unravel those struggles using connection as opposed to resorting to punishments and threats and bribes. I teach you how to make that change. Myself and my husband like just didn't really know how to connect with our daughters. It was like a complete paradigm shift from what we were doing that was very obviously not working into more how can I be the best parent you need me to be in whatever situation we find ourselves in? Let me help you find more self-regulation so you can have the calm household that you always wanted to have. And now I'm like, duh, why can't I learn this sooner? Become my private client today to find more peace in your household. Go to courses.peaceandparentingla.com forward slash private hyphen sessions to find out more information. Well, I'm so glad we found you. Thank goodness for Instagram. Okay, so let's talk about in the moment stuff. I think my number one recommendation for kids who are having a hard time, like this isn't, you know, it's, it could be considered sibling rivalry, I guess, but when kids are starting to like have a little bit of a rub here, I come in immediately. I don't let it fester at all because Usually if they're offline, if your daughter's offline, she's just going to get further offline because there's no connection happening in that moment. And so nothing's going to bring her back online. And so she'll just probably get meaner and more aggressive because she's not thinking well. So I would come in immediately. And sometimes I just like to be like, Oh, what happened? What happened in here? And that might just stop her enough to be like, and you can tell her, honey, what happened? What's going on? And she'll say, well, He can't be in the fishy water. I don't want him in the fishy water. Oh, he can't be in the fishy water. Okay, I understand. And then you can say, well, I think brother wants to be in the fishy water. And she's gonna say, well, he can't be in there. He can't be in that fishy water. I don't want him in there. And you can say, oh,
1: little girls
0: who don't want their brother in the fishy water. Gonna have to have 7,000 kisses from mommy right now. Can you build this limit? With your body, right? Because now you're you're usurping her physicality with him, right? He's she's physically coming at him, but can you eke your body in between them? And can you now offer her connection to help her get her prefrontal back online? And can you create that physical limit? But you're not saying it, right? Because I think saying it to a strong-willed, sensitive child isn't that's not the move. We don't want to say, you can't touch your brother like that. You know, we're not supposed to do that. I can't you let you hurt his body. And all these gentle phrases that we think are going to be A, helpful and B, that will work. Just I, in my opinion, I don't like them. <laughs> like, I can't let you hit me. I can't let you hit her. Yeah, great. But they already hit him. So you did let him. Like <laughs> That didn't work. But if you come in with a physical limit in between these two kids, and then you come with affection to her, oh, I want to give you 100 kisses right now, blah, blah, blah. And now you've created this opportunity for connection with her. And you might have to stick in here for a minute with her in this connection. It might be wrestling. It might be, we're going to do, okay, now maybe you want to move to one-on-one. She's not doing well in this moment. She's offline a little, not completely, but she's just a little bit icky. So we want to create connection for her. So if we can do that in those moments, that might be helpful. Does she respond to affection? Yes.
1: And and this is, you, I learned from you this, you know, girls who kick get kisses. And yeah. so that I feel like, you know, she's kind of used to, and now sometimes I'll come up to her if she's starting to kick and she'll be like, I don't want kisses, but I'll, <laughs> but anyway, so this feels very like reminiscent of that, obviously. And I feel yeah. like, um, you know, she like pushes back and kind of anticipates, but then she also like
0: succumbs to it.
1: Kind of, yeah, she kind of melts yeah. into it. too.
0: Yeah, that's how my esme is. Yes. So if they respond to affection, that's good. Now for listeners who are out there who you're they'll be like, well, my kid doesn't like affection. Okay, calm down. It's okay. Offer special time. Offer wrestling. Offer a thumb war. Offer a staring contest. Offer connection. Ooh. And stick in with the connection. So I get this a lot too. I'm usurping your whole your whole question now because I have like, I know people will be asking these other questions in their head. People will say, well, I come with the kisses and then they want to do it more. And I say, well, then that's a good indicator to you. That's information. Your kid wants connection. They keep doing that poor behavior because they're craving the connection. So stick in with the connection. Don't let it go. Don't give the two kisses and then walk away. Really connect with them because if you do that, if you give the two kisses or you just did the, oh, here, let's do a thumb war really quick and blah, blah, blah. That's manipulative. That's just using connection to get a behavior. That's not what we're doing here. What we're doing here is we're trying to get a kid back online that is offline. We're trying to build in connection to our relationship. That's why we started with special time and the play. We are trying to live a connected life. We can't just use the tip or the trick. We can't just come in and say, oh, "I'm going to give you a hundred kisses," but then I'm going to punish you at some other times, or I'm not going to give you special time, or I'm not going to use empathy. So we have to we have to do it all. Fortunately, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you this for everyone else, not necessarily for you. But just if the other people had questions, or if you had that question, you know, about them repeating the poor behavior. That it's a good it's a good message to us that they need more play or they need more affection or they need more con- connection of some sort. Makes sense?
1: Totally. <sighs> and then it makes so much sense. Like, why can't I think of this stuff myself? I don't um,
0: <laughs> you will.
1: What about how to respond to the little guy?
0: Oh yeah. I mean, respond to him because he's being drug all over the trampoline. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, Two things. One is if you come in with this physical limit with her, you are gonna have to like have some sort of contact with him, right? Because he's gonna be there. I would just make sure it's eye contact and I'm right here and it's okay. I'm gonna let me let me get to sister and then you can always return to him, hopefully. But I think there's a kind of a simultaneous expression of I'm right here. If you can do that, it's not perfect because you're one person and they're two and they both need you. Right, And that makes it hard. But if we are constantly going to the victim in these situations, what we consider the victim, we will push the perpetrator deeper into their poor behavior because they will see you as taking sides. And uh, many parents will say, well, I have to go to my kid because they were hit or they were bit or they were whatever. And yes, you can go to them and you can say, I'm right here. But at the same time, you have to go to the perpetrator because they cannot feel as if they're being disenfranchised because the moment they feel that now you're creating, you could create more sibling rivalry. So I think the cursory like, oh, honey, are you okay? And then, oh, you need a hundred kisses. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But we just do our best because it's not going to be, it's going to be, I mean, it's hard. It's not easy responding to two kids at once. Okay. Other so well, do you think those three pieces will help with any of the situations? Or are there some situations where you're like, wait, I don't know? Well, I think this is gonna be super helpful.
1: I can also imagine a situation where I try to be that physical barrier and that really riles up my daughter. Yeah. And I could see a situation where, you know, I try to come out with the kisses, I try to come in with kind of the the like bear hug and the tackle. She's just super loves like the
0: roughhousing, you know. Oh, good. Wrestling and and that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. But I could see also where she would just gets really upset by the like interruption. Yeah. And maybe that's part of it and part of the release. But I don't know. What are your thoughts on that?
0: That's really good. So I think that does happen often is that our playful intervention will cause them to be mad. And when that happens, I just transition straight to empathy. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm right here. Because now it, it could be that they're too far gone. You know, they're too disconnected. Their prefrontals really has no blood flow. What happens is the blood flow stops to the prefrontal cortex when their limbic system is overactive and all of the blood goes to the limbic system. So if she has zero blood in her prefrontal, she could be too far gone where she's it's harder to get her back connected or she might just need a tantrum. She might just need a full release. And so that's the other way you could come at this whole thing. I don't suggest it because it doesn't sound like she's there often, but if she is, you also can just hold the limit and not come with the play and just physically get in between. And that would probably make her upset. And then she would have the full meltdown and then you would come with empathy. I'm right here. I understand. This is hard. But, like again, like I said, if she doesn't respond to the play, I would go stay straight to that step too go to empathy, yeah, so that you just treat it like a tantrum, really,
1: yeah, that makes a lot of sense. The other place where my mind is going, and i i I hesitate to ask the question, no, do it, let's do it, do it, ask it. I'm sure other people
0: will have the same question
1: well, I can not like is there a because frankly, like my husband and I have a slightly different viewpoint on this of like what play is okay and what play does require kind of that, you know, the intervention. And, um, you know, to me, it's really clear, like when, when the, when my son starts to cry and get upset, but there's also like, they will kind of play rough and he'll kind of grunt and also like be kind of smiling, but be kind of like looking at me, like,
0: uh, you know, and I don't know. It's kind of hard to to see that line. Yeah. Sometimes. Yes, I can see that. I mean, I wish I had like a tried and true marker for you to say, oh, here's when you don't, here's when you do have to intervene. I think every kid and every family is different and that you'll have to really read your son and daughter and see like if she's being too rough, I think that's the place where we've got to intervene. If it looks like she's hurting him, then I would stop there. Yeah. That would be my indicator. Not so much how he responds, but you could like I could always tell Esme would she would grit her teeth. She would grit her teeth and be like, oh, it's yeah, you know, like, and I was like, oh, that that's definitely we're done. Like, that's, that's enough. Gritting the teeth is like my indicator for her. Yeah. Start to really notice your daughter. Notice what she's doing, how she's acting. Can you notice? Does she get a weird look in her eye? Does she start getting really excited, too excited? Like, maybe start to notice when you can see she's tipping over.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's so much play that's kind of on the edge. You know, like, she loves picking him up and kind of walking around with him. And he's such a good sport kind of by necessity at this point.
0: Yeah. You, you can always intervene playfully like, oh, I want to be carry me too. Or, oh, that looks so fun. Let me carry Let me try to do it with him. Like you can also intervene playfully and get involved in their play. Maybe too, which I'm just thinking now is that you should do some vigorous play since you said she likes that. I would do a daily pillow fight, a daily Mm. wrestling. So she's going to get it out with you all. So with her or her dad, just like a full-on like WrestleMania or a full-on pillow fight or chase or anything that can be considered rigorous play. I would... Do you have this book, The Art of Roughhousing? No. It's really good. They have like diagrams in here. Oh, cool. On how to do roughhousing. And it's so cute and it's really good. And so this is a good little manual you could do. I did airplane with PF rubber. I would put her on my feet and, you know, do airplane and like physical play for her every day would be really helpful. Yeah. And so that way she doesn't need to use her brother as her playmate so much. Maybe she can use you and her dad. Yeah.
1: That makes a ton of sense.
0: Yeah. She needs to get it out. Pillow fights, I think, were one of our favorites as when the kids were little. And you can notice too, like in those moments where you think she's being too rough, be like, let's do a pillow fight and just break it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, good question.
1: I'm excited for those guys to come home from daycare. And- <laughs> <All> this. <laughs> good, good, Put good. All into good practice.
0: Yeah, try it and don't give up on it too. I like to tell people like, give it two weeks, like give it a, a goodly amount of time. I think sometimes people are like, I did it once and it didn't work. I'm like, well, you can't just do it once. You got to really like be committed to all of it. So the daily special time, the roughhousing, maybe playing the fishy game, maybe playing the fishy game is part of your roughhousing. Maybe that leads into some, you know, maybe one leads into the other, but really give yourself like 14 days of, really leaning into it before you make a decision about how you feel. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, thank you so much for coming on. I really, really, really appreciate it. I always like to ask my clients, what's one thing that was good from this meeting? Something that, was, that you appreciate from this little session?
1: Hard to say one thing. I mean, I feel like I have a real vision for how I want to respond the next time I get in these situations where I feel like I've just been kind of paralyzed by not knowing the right way to proceed. And so um, yeah, I, I feel like I have a path forward.
0: Good. Right. Awesome. Okay. Thank you everybody for joining us on the Peace and Parenting podcast and we'll see you guys next time.